everyone remain calm. Back for more, huh? Well, yeah. Ooh, ah, that's how it always starts. But then later there's running and then screaming. Somebody talk to me! What is happening? Welcome to Jurassic World. And now, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Jurassic Park Podcast. <laughs> How long is it going to take for that to spread around the globe? This was all John Hammond's dream. <laughs> Hold on to your butt. <laughs> Seriously? Well, we're back. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 230th episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Jost, and we're here to discuss... All Things Jurassic Park. In today's episode, we hear from the traveling clat, Tal, my buddy, out in the Philippines right now with another installment of Guess That Dino. As Tal describes in the intro of his segment here today, it's been quite a while since we've had a Guess That Dino segment on the show, and that's rightfully so, I guess. He has been traveling the world for like the past year or so, and yeah, it's just kind of hard to to record, I guess, when you're on the go, but I'll leave that all for him to describe. I am so excited to have that segment back on the show. Um, It's such a fun segment to uh, hear him describe these dinosaurs and just to think uh, what is it narrow it down to the best possible answer and then answer that all on social media so we can track that down and uh, reply to everybody and retweet it so make sure you follow all the directions on there but yeah I am so excited for guess that dino so stay tuned for that But before we get started, I'd like to take care of some quick business. Uh, So go to JurassicParkPodcast.com, click on that banner at the top of our page for the initiative, hashtag stay safe, stay Jurassic. Uh, The initiative started by Tom Fishenden to keep everybody safe and thinking about Jurassic. So it's something that we all love. So it's easy to find a huge list on our website where you can find stuff to download, to to read, to watch, to listen to, whatever it may be. There's things on that website to keep you occupied during this quarantine. That's what we want to do. We want everybody to stay safe and just, I guess, continue to think about Jurassic Park because if you're listening to this show, it's probably something you do pretty well is think about Jurassic Park all the time. So we're excited to have that available, that resource available on our website. So definitely go check that out and spread it around to everybody that you know. And also on our website, you can find an article all about the live stream that is happening with Joseph Mazzello and IGN. Now, they're going to be watching Jurassic Park together. You know, we've been doing these live streams for a little bit. You know, got you got myself on them. But I know Joseph Mazzello, Tim Murphy himself is probably a, a bigger draw there. So go watch Jurassic Park with uh, Joseph Mazzello, I almost said Tim Mazzello, but Joseph Mazzello, a.k.a. Tim Murphy from Jurassic Park. And uh, he has a little quote here from IGN, and uh, it says, While we all continue to sit tight and wait for these scary and uncertain times to eventually be behind us, my favorite way to escape and worry 
uh, sorry, escape the worry and pass the time has been by watching classic films. And in my completely unbiased opinion, Jurassic Park is one of the all-time greats. I can't wait to join together with the fans to celebrate this iconic film and share the stories, insight, and fond memories uh, I collected while playing Tim Murphy. It's going to be a blast. So yeah, that sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. This is and this is like something out of the news segment, but I just decided to throw it here in the intro first. But um, this is going to be Thursday, April 23rd at 5 p.m. Pacific uh, Standard Time there. And uh, that's with uh, uh, I, I think this is going to be on YouTube. It doesn't really say, to be honest. Um, so just go to IGN's website, I guess. <laughs> Really insightful stuff, I know. Um, but uh, it's it's going to be awesome. It looks like they're going to be giving away digital codes for the film. But you're watching it with them? So do you have it already? I don't know. But also they're going to be doing mystery. It says Dizosaur, but I think they meant dinosaur prizes from Mattel. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just roasting this article here. <laughs> anyway... I am excited for that, and hey, you could win some digital codes and dinosaur prizes, or Dizosaur, if that's your kind of thing. I don't know what that is, but uh, yeah, this is going to be awesome. They give a list of how you can watch it, um, and uh, or how yeah how you can buy the movie and watch along with them, sync it up with them, and uh, yeah, that sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. So moving over to our YouTube channel, guys you like watch parties, we've been doing them over on our YouTube channel as well. Huge draw, myself, you know, me, just as big as Tim Murphy, you know, easily. No, obviously not. But uh, we did have a ton of fun. And I think these, these have been such a blast to do. Just a bunch of fans getting together and loving the movies, roasting parts of the movies, just having such a great time together. And we did Jurassic Park 3, and that was just such a blast. I had so much fun. Uh, mostly, I feel like I mostly roasted that movie, but I, I talked about all the stuff that I loved as well. And we focused in on the live chat and what everybody else was saying about the movie. It was so much fun. So go check out that over on our YouTube channel. Also last week, um, I had a surprise box from Mattel show up on my porch. I was shocked. I did not expect that. Mattel sent out a huge primal attack box which i unboxed on the youtube channel and i i was just blown away by the uh experience that they do because they always put like put together a great experience for um you know us outlets to open and unbox these things and this one was no different It, it wasn't flawless the execution wasn't fully there as far as uh what they had intended but when it all came together and unboxed, I was like kind of blown away. It was really, really cool. So go check out that uh, Primal Attack box because inside is a huge, and I'm, t- I'm, I'm telling you, huge uh, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom diorama that they put together. It's so darn cool. Um, also on our YouTube channel, we put together a a nice video. I say nice. I think I, I think it was nice. I put it together myself. Um, <laughs> it's a, a two-year anniversary video of the Mattel toys. Just so happened to coincide with that Primal Attack box too. So um, April 16th is that, that day uh, that we all know and love when the Mattel toys debuted. 
two years ago, um, back in 2018, uh, for the Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom toys. Now, two years later, we kind of look back on the past year, the past lines, what kind of things were announced, what kind of things came out, flaws, whatever the case may be. We kind of discuss them all openly and uh, look forward to the future as well. So go check out that video. It was really, really fun and inspiring. And um, there was a bit of downer moments, of course, I think. But overall, it was a it was a great thing to put together. I think I had a, a really fun time with that one. Um, also, this week, guys, we have our Jurassic World watch party. So, if you want to watch Jurassic World, you can do that on Monday. And hey, yeah, go go watch Jurassic Park with Joe Mazzella, whoever whoever that is. Uh, I've never heard of him. But I uh, hear he played a guy named Tim Murphy. But Jurassic World, guys, we're watching Jurassic World all together on our YouTube channel. So grab your copy of that movie, the first from Colin Trevorrow. So we are stepping into new territory. We just watched the first, the original uh, three Jurassic Parks, and now we are diving into Jurassic World. And this is going to be so much fun. I am so excited to watch this movie together because this is what reinvigorated the entire community. This movie uh, sparked that that fire beneath all of us and got us all together. So we have the opportunity to do things like this. And I appreciate that so much. I really do love that movie. Um, I, I can't wait to watch it. I feel like it's been a little while since I've seen it. So it'll be nice to kind of dive right back in and have fun and joke around and roast and love. Whatever the case may be, I am so excited to watch Jurassic World with all of you and that is happening tonight the day that this episode's airing so I don't know when you're listening to this but Monday April 20th at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time we're going to be watching Jurassic World over on our YouTube channel we'll have the links all over the place check our social media for the links as well but we usually go live right at 9 a uh, 9 a.m. 9 p.m. Uh, right around 9 p.m. to watch uh, the films. So I, I typically do about 10 minutes or so preamble just to kind of get everybody ready, everybody set, make sure your DVDs, your digital codes, whatever they, the copy you are using may be, uh, get those things ready, and then we can all press play together. So we've had uh, – usually I feel like we have around 50 or so people in there. Um, and it's been a blast. And then we've like hundreds of views after the fact, and I'm just blown away by all of you out there watching these movies with me. That means a lot. That really means a lot to me. And I think we all need something like this right now. Uh, and and it's you know it's a uh, a widespread thing right now is watch parties and watching movies with the creators and stuff like that. Now, I know we can't offer that to you, but um, you know if Colin, I know you're listening right now. If you want to pop in tonight, that'd be great. I definitely love that. So just just say, hey, it's me, Colin, in the live chat, and I'll, I'll point it out to everybody, and we'll have a great time. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. But, you know, I can't, I can't offer that to everybody, but I have myself, and we have the awesome community out there to watch these movies together, and that's enough for me. So, yeah, enough of me rambling on. Why don't we go ahead and get this episode kicked off with a little segment we call Guess That Dino. Do you remember the first time you saw a dinosaur? Jimmy, what is it? It's a velociraptor. You read about them in books, you see the bones in museums, but you don't really believe it. You made a new dinosaur, but you don't even know what it is. The base genome is a T-Rex, the rest is... 
classified. This is one of the largest armored dinosaurs. Oh. Claire, it's the T-Rex. It's, it's, it's not the T-Rex. Known by paleontologists as a living tank. Designed by Mr. Henry Wu. Verizon Wireless presents the Indoraptor. Dinosaur friends, and welcome back to the official Jurassic Park podcast game show. Guess that dino, hosted by yours truly, the Traveling Clat. Hi guys, my name's Tall. It is nice to meet you, those of you who are new here and don't know about this segment, but also those of you guys who are old here and just forgot that this segment existed. Because I don't blame you. <laughs> this uh, segment has been pretty much defunct for the last almost year now. So just to give you guys a little bit of history about how this segment started, in the summer of 2018, I uh, emailed Brad telling him my interest in joining the podcast as a contributor and starting my own segment, and recorded one episode probably around September 2018, and then recorded another one right after. Uh, And at that time, there was a lot of uh, podcast episodes being scheduled. And so the second episode was recorded maybe a week in between uh, the first episode. And then the podcast went on hiatus for like four or five months. (laughs) In that time, I ended up moving to New York City. And so I left any of my microphone um, equipment back home in Florida, where I'm from. And when the podcast came back, I think it was around February or March last year, just around a year ago. That's when uh, the second episode of Guess That Dino was dropped. (laughs) And uh, after that, I didn't have time to really record an episode until (laughs) about August of this last summer. August 2019. So, let's just pretend like we're starting fresh, alright? How about that? I'll just explain to you guys the rules all over again and we'll try to catch up with what went on. And I do apologize for not having the time, but right now, as you guys know... A bit of craziness is going on around the world. I'm currently stranded in the Philippines. I am safe, so don't worry about it, but I am currently stranded here in a lockdown, in a quarantine, so I can't really leave anywhere or do anything, so I have plenty of time on my hands to record awesome dinosaur game show segments for you people. So the way that this works is I will give you guys some hidden, slightly information about dinosaurs that I uh, that I choose. I also have another YouTube channel called youtube.com slash the dinosaur channel uh, where I make informative and fun videos about dinosaurs, all about the dinosaurs also from the Jurassic franchise. And so this game show is sort of an abridged version of that. It has sort of a little fun, little humorous twist on it. Um, we treat it sort of like a game show so you guys can take a guess. So all your guesses can be submitted via Twitter if you guys just type in the hashtag MyDinoGuess and you guys tag at Jurassic Park Pod, the official Jurassic Park Podcast Twitter account that Brad hosts. He always plugs it here on the podcast, so you guys already should be pretty familiar with it. Just tweet at Brad with the hashtag MyDinoGuess and um, we'll reveal to you guys what dinosaur was the right dino guess on the next episode. So... (laughs) I apologize for the results being so skewed. So sorry, it wasn't in August, but July 22nd, 2019 is when we released that episode. Um, So the the people who got it right, Jurassic Dave, 93, he guessed Baryonyx. And you're correct, sir. It is the Baryonyx. Jurassic Unicast. Baryonyx as well. You got it right. Colin McMullen, he guessed Baryonyx. He also got it right. Danny A guessed it's a Baryonyx. 
you also got it right. DJ uh, XO from no, at Nomad DJ guessed the Therizinosaurus. Uh, DJ, I'm gonna. I'm. I, I mentioned it. I I was gonna question your uh, loyalty to this franchise and to the dinosaur world if you got this wrong. I uh, I do warn you guys. I make these episodes notoriously easy, so don't get too frustrated with me. But I'll try to make this one a little bit more difficult because we have a more obscure dinosaur that we're gonna be looking at today. Um, and you guys are going to have to do a little bit of digging. Because this is our fourth episode. You know, I thought I'd spe- step it up a little bit. Um, you know, the first episode we did, we did the Velociraptor. The second episode, we did the Triceratops. Third episode, the Baryonyx. You know, so we're progressively getting a little bit more difficult. Um, so, also, we have Terry Syvertson. He said, it's Baryonyx. Baryonyx first appeared as toys in the Kenner Jurassic Park series. Two, the adult was roaring figure and a hatchling that came with the Dino Raiders character Skinner. Cool, Terry, you got it right. It was the Baryonyx. So, the way that you guys will do that, I've explained to you. So, just tweet at uh, Brad at Jurassic Park Pod with hashtag MyDinoGuest the second you feel like you have an inchling. Feel free to add a GIF in there or a picture or something. We love seeing all your different reactions to the MyDinoGuest. And, uh, you know, feel free to tweet at him multiple times. You know, get Brad's notifications running over there. <laughs> We're on quarantine. Nobody's got anything to do. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Don't be annoying with it. But if you guys have multiple guesses, don't be afraid to submit multiple times. There's no disqualifications. You can guess as many times as you want. Um, so, yeah, now that we have all the rules in place, let's do a little bit of dino guessing, guys. we got a really interesting creature we're going to jump into today. Um... This is one that I personally absolutely fell in love with when this was released into our franchise that we love so dearly. So, we're going to analyze some stuff about this, but I want to keep I want to just set a little little ground rule for you. This is not your typical dinosaur. Let's put it that way. Okay, I'm really going to throw you guys for a little bit of a curveball. Um, right here in the beginning of this uh, of this return to the My Dino Guess game show, I also wanted to quickly mention right before uh, you know we, we jump right into things the hashtag um, hashtag Stay Safe Stay Jurassic that was started by Mr. Tom Fisherton Tom Jurassic here on the podcast is an awesome awesome thing that you know Brad and the whole gang from the Jurassic Park At the Jurassic Park podcast have spearheaded, you know, it's so spearheaded by Tom and really embraced by the entire community. And it's been a beautiful thing. Now that we're all home, spending time to listen to the podcast like this, support the podcast, submit your own, you know, questions and whatever you want to do to contribute and just get involved with the Jurassic community is a really, really good way for you to sort of keep your mind off of the craziness that's going on in the outside world right now. I know that for me, myself, a lot of people, my friends, my family, it's a very, very difficult time. There's a lot of uncertainty and a lot of things that people are worried about. But, you know, cranking on the Jurassic Park podcast, turning on some Jurassic World Evolution, hanging out, relaxing in your house. That's how I've been spending my time. I've been scrolling back in the podcast, just listening to some old episodes. And it's a really, really great way to just relax and unwind. So I highly, highly suggest it. You know, feel free turn on that video game, turn on that movie, hang back, relax, listen to the podcast, and just use the hashtag stay stay safe, stay Jurassic that uh, Tom created. It's an awesome, awesome, awesome movement, and uh, I think it's super cool. And yeah, it's just a fantastic way to uh, spend the, the time that's going on right now. So anyways, 
let's jump into this dinosaur now that we're ready to go. So, our first episode, we we, we started with a dinosaur that was relatively known in the franchise. Uh, I think is probably one of the most, if not the most well-known dinosaur in the franchise. And the second episode, also another dinosaur that maybe hasn't had the most prominent features in the podcast in the in the franchise but has had uh you know everybody knows it triceratops it's a dinosaur everybody knows it's a household name our third dinosaur the baryonyx uh dinosaur that just recently entered the jurassic park universe or at least the fr- the movie franchise with jurassic world fallen kingdom it has been in the toy line for a little while but you know it has only recently made its stardom and uh everybody loves it it's a dinosaur that we all kind of have grown to cherish over the last year and a half, two years that uh, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom has been out. So this next dinosaur, (laughs) to say that it's even been featured is uh, an overstatement, to say the least. This dinosaur, uh, you got to snoop around a little bit for it. Mm. Okay, now what does that mean? That means... We have had cinematic confirmation of this thing's existence, but it hasn't necessarily uh, propped up in the limelight yet. Okay, I don't want to dig too much of a fine on a point on it yet, because I don't want to give you guys the answer just yet. I'm sure that some of you guys already have a trickling, uh, you, you already think you might know, but just give me a second here, alright? Just give me a second here. So, this dinosaur, the name will translate into roof-horned face. If you're going to take its scientific name, uh, you know, its species name, the the translation is into roof-horned face, if that makes any sense for you. Uh, Maybe a bit of a combination between a few things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, you might think, I want to just clarify this too, whatever you think this dinosaur is a combination of or an amalgamation of, uh, it's probably not what you actually think it is. Uh, this dinosaur in the franchise has had a sort of lore behind it and a sort of belief that it's been the amalgamation, the combination of two specific dinosaurs. And what it originally was you know, well known to be has actually recently, in, in light of things like Battle of Big Rock and some of the new toys that have come out, uh, have have come out to be that it's actually a completely different dinosaur than what a lot of thought, a lot of people thought it would be. And I'm sorry that I'm speaking in such broad terms because I just don't want to give you guys the answer just yet. I want to keep you guys waiting a little bit. We can't. This is the this is the my Dino Guest game show, guys. The, the guest at Dino. I'm not just gonna give you the answer right away. Come on, we gotta play around a little bit. All right. So, when did this dinosaur exist? It's a good question. Right, because a lot of the dinosaurs that we have on this segment, we can pinpoint a date in the uh, sort of fossil record that they existed, whether it was the Triassic period, the Jurassic period, the Cretaceous, you know, sometime in the Mesozoic era in the reign of the dinosaurs. So to give you guys sort of the benefit of the doubt, to give you guys a, a sort of rough range date of when this dinosaur existed, Let's put it at uh, 2013, 2014, or 2015, (laughs) if that makes any sense. But also, the DNA combinations would be from dinosaurs that existed in the Jurassic period and in the Cretaceous period. So, a little bit later in the the dinosaur age. Alright, it's not a necessarily straightforward answer here, but 
Use your brain and try to sort of think of the dinosaurs that you know that existed during the Jurassic period and the Cretaceous period. Just try to scroll back there in your brain, whatever you have, whatever you learned in school or that you've learned from the podcast or that you've learned from, you know, other dinosaur knowledge and intelligence bases on the internet. Uh, if you think you know dinosaurs that existed between the Jurassic and the Cretaceous period, think of some of those prominent uh, creatures. Um, think of some of the more famous ones and then try to combine them. All right. So let's also dig into this real quick. This dinosaur that we're talking about was not a real dinosaur. It's hands down one of the least understood creatures in the franchise. There's, like I mentioned earlier, so much lore uh, on it. But everything that we have based, all the information, all the fossil record, quote unquote, has been based off of fictional you know, non-existent information that doesn't actually exist out there. And I pressed something on my computer. That was fantastic. Sorry for that noise, ladies and gentlemen. It's hands down one of the dinosaurs that we have the least amount of information on in the entire franchise. I mean, like, if you scroll past things like the Indominus Rex, the Indoraptor, uh, you know, anything at all, if you're, if you're talking about the T-Rex and the different strands that it have, you know, the Baryonyx, the Triceratops, the Stegosaurus, the Pagicephalosaurus, the Parasaurolophus. We have information, lore, comics, toys, whatever about this thing. This creature that I'm mentioning right now, it is one of the least understood within the franchise. And it's something that people and fans have been have been hypothesizing about and learning about for years now. So let's talk about some of the key features that exist on this dinosaur. Yeah, for one, this dinosaur was an herbivore, uh, so whatever it did, it, 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 his body was built for defense, let's put it that way, yeah? It wasn't built to take down predators, it wasn't out there hunting, it was there defending itself. And defending itself is a really good word to be using right now because defense played a big part in this dinosaur's anatomy and life. You know, there's a, a great deal of defense placed on this dinosaur. Um, and whether or not it came naturally or if the things that are on it are natural is to be talked about later in this segment. You know, we'll, we'll get to that. Don't worry about it. But just know that this dinosaur is very synonymous with the word defense. You know, if you're talking about a dinosaur that was built to defend itself, that was built to be protected, that was built to save its own and defend its own, this was the dinosaur for it. So it had one of the key features of another dinosaur on the end of its tail called a thagomizer. If you know what a thagomizer is, um, it had that on the end of its long tail. Now, if you don't know what a thagomizer is, a thagomizer is a spike that was found on the end of a particular dinosaur's tail. And it also existed on this dinosaur's tail. So it had these uh, these thagomizers, it had about four of them uh, on the end of its tail. I mean, to be honest, to say four is just based on things in the fossil record. Uh, this dinosaur doesn't have any fossil records, so <laughs> could have had more, could have had less. We don't really know, uh, but four is probably a safe bet. Uh, it had about four of these thagomizers on the end of its tail, which it would be able to use to whip around and defend itself from oncoming dinosaurs, uh, most likely carnivores, and maybe even use it to, you know, display features and uh, in, in mating, uh, if that was even a thing that was possible with these dinosaurs. <laughs> Uh, you know, maybe it was used to defend itself against others of its own kind. You, you never know. Um, but yeah, these thagomizers existed on its tail. And on top of that, 
on the back of this dinosaur, we had these plates, these giant massive plates that stuck on the back of it. Um, and these plates are believed to uh, to act as both a, uh, a colored amazing display for mating. Um, you know, these are all hypothesized. Of course, we don't have exact proof of what the, the uses of them were. But also, they might have been used for heat regulation. These dinosaur had a row of these plates on its back. Some were smaller, some were bigger, some were wider, some were thinner. Um, and it's believed that this dinosaur was able to use them to reflect light from the sun to help its body regulate um, as another tool. So it's uh, it's believed that it used these two different things, the thagomizers and the plates, uh, to sort of up its defense. You know, of course, having those plates on its back could have also been an extra set of security. Um, they weren't super sharp, but they might have been a little bit sharp. Uh, so, you know, if a dinosaur was oncoming and trying to bite its back or something, it might have been a good way to protect itself. Just having another extra layer of sort of armor on its back. Uh, you know, it would never hurt. I don't think it would hurt this dinosaur at all to have a little bit of armor. And it wouldn't hurt anybody to have a little bit of armor. Everybody loves a little armor on your back. Uh, in addition to that, we actually have a really interesting feature on the head. Now, I think mentioning the thagomizers and the plates, you guys are probably a little bit like, mm, I know what this is already. I'm, I'm going to guess my dino guess. I already know what you guys are I know what you're talking about. But wait, there's more. Okay, hear me out here. Atop its head, we not only have a group of horns, but we also have a giant frill. Now let's analyze this, okay? Let's start with the frill. The frill, similar to a dinosaur called the Triceratops, hmm? uh, was a massive frill that stuck out of the top of its head. Now this was also used in defense, so imagine this thing, all right? Start piecing this together. Spikes on the tail, plates of armor all over its back, and then a massive frill on its head coming out of this already spiky body. Um, and it had this massive spill, this frill lined with a bunch of uh, spikes all over the sides, you know, and, the, and this frill was obviously being able to use for defense as well. Another extra layer of protection for this dinosaur from getting bit on the neck, which is a very popular way that predators, you know, subdue their victims is by biting them on the neck, blocking their airways, being able to take them down, having this giant plate, you know, stopping any predator from trying to bite it. There's no predator that can take it down. And on top of that plate, you know, you got the head lined with amazing horns. Uh, you know, these giant spikes sticking out of its out of its face. Um, now, this is where a little bit of controversy comes in with this dinosaur, and it's not really controversial, but it's more a misconception that a lot of people have that this dinosaur is made up of one thing and not the other. Now, we have a very popular dinosaur that we all know and love that has three horns coming out of its face, but we also have a, another dinosaur that's a little less known about. Um, that's sort of just starting to get its limelight in the Jurassic Park uh, franchise. And uh, it also has horns coming out of its face. Whether it has two, three, four, five, six, or seven, it's, it, I mean, it's not, the proof isn't 100% there. But we know it definitely had two um, and maybe even three. So we have two horns sticking out of the face, uh, you know, through the frill pretty much, coming out in almost like a bull formation. Um, if you think of what you know, a bull has a very sort of uh, demeaning, uh, you know, scary looking um, horn set, you know, it, it, it's not a friendly looking face, it's not a friendly looking uh, uh, body type, you know, to, to say the least. 
Now, it's really interesting because what we see in the movies and what we see in the video games of Jurassic Park and what we see in the toys are all different things. It's very, very confusing. And I'll, I'll elaborate on this a little bit more, okay? Because, you know, it's not your fault if you're getting confused. You know, I'm sure that at this point, after my description, you guys probably already are familiar with what this dinosaur might be. So please do take some time to uh, use that hashtag MyDinoGuess and promote it. But I want to analyze some things because it is really interesting regardless. This dinosaur uh, takes on sort of different forms depending on the media that it's in. Um, so we have the only the only sort of proof that we have of it existing in the Jurassic World um, or Jurassic Park sort of universe is in Jurassic World the movie. Uh, in Jurassic World the movie, we see it for the first time on screen in real life. Uh, well, I mean in real life, the fictional Jurassic Park universe. But we do see it on screen for the first time there. And when we do see it on screen, it's only briefly shown to us as like a sort of diagram on the back of a picture in a lab. So we, we don't ever get to see it in action. We don't ever get to see anything about it. We only get to really see it... Uh, you know, in in the back, as like a as like a, a painting almost, or or like a three D render. Um, and this it comes on like near or right after the Indominus Rex, which is you know the main antagonist of Jurassic World the movie. Now, the depiction that we get of it in that movie, and uh, what we assume is the only fiction or the only you know real basis of what this thing actually looks like, uh, is different than what it looks like in other media. Um, but it's the most standard, it's the, it's the sort of, uh, how would I say it, it's a sort of like golden standard of what we hold this dinosaur to be, you know, it's what we believe this dinosaur to be, so it's the only thing that we have that's tangible, it's the only thing that we have that we've seen alongside other characters that we love, like Owen, and Claire, and the Indominus Rex, and Rexy the T-Rex, so... That being said, it's probably safe to say that whatever depiction we saw, whatever mix, the amalgamation of dinosaurs that we have in Jurassic World, the movie that make up this dinosaur, are what this dinosaur actually was. Now, what the heck am I actually saying? Because you guys are probably wondering, what is he going on about? What is he trying to say? <laughs> and this is what I'm trying to say, alright? In Jurassic World, the movie, the combination of the dinosaur uh, that, that gives us the dinosaur we're currently talking about is the Stegosaurus and a dinosaur called the Nasutoceratops. Um, the Nasutoceratops is the new Ceratopsian dinosaur, Ceratopsian being dinosaurs that are related to the Triceratops, you know, in that family, dinosaurs that had horns on their faces and frills. Um, we see them in Battle at Big Rock for the first time, you know, in the Jurassic Park universe, but before that, in Jurassic World the movie, we saw a render of a dinosaur on the back of a screen, and you guys are gonna have to guess what dinosaur that is, that was a mix between a Stegosaurus and a Nasutoceratops. A lot of people, because of the frill and because of the three horns, assume that it was indeed a Triceratops. But if you take a quick look, and I highly, I highly suggest that you guys Google this when you get a chance, because that's what I've been doing. Um, you know, Google an image of what this thing looks like. You know, if you if you have your guess, uh, and you'll see that indeed it was not a Triceratops. It only had two horns. It's from everything that we know in the Jurassic Park universe as a Nasutoceratops, not a Triceratops. 
Uh, and why is it not a Triceratops? Is it's because it's missing in in Jurassic World at least in the movie. It's missing that frontal horn coming out of its nose, that nasal horn. Uh, we only have two horns coming out of the top of the frill, or the bottom of the frill. I, I'm sorry. Um, you know, it's coming out of the frill. Two horns, two massive horns. Now, that being said, you know we hold the movies as being our end all be all it's the most believable source of anything that has to do with jurassic we believe what the movies tell us now the movies tell us one thing and the video games tell us another thing you know the video games have always been a big part of the franchise as well and they do tell us some you know secrets and history and of course jurassic world evolution being the most the best the absolutely most amazing jurassic park video game on planet earth the most detailed it's where you really if you want to spend quality time with the dinosaurs of this franchise you can hop on in there and really just hang out with these dinosaurs i mean it, it's an amazing video game i'm on it almost all the time especially since quarantine lockdown but i i digress i'm going i'm going too far into a tangent right now um you know this dinosaur when we get it in the video game it tells us a different story about what it might be because at the point that we got this dinosaur in the video game, the Nasutoceratops wasn't actually in the video game yet. At least, I don't think it was. No, it definitely wasn't. I have my timelines correct. So, that being said, the Nasutoceratops is now indeed in the video game. It has been added since then. But, in the beginning, it wasn't actually in the video game. And, for that reason, the creators of Jurassic World Evolution spliced the DNA of a Stegosaurus with a triceratops which makes things a heck of a lot more confusing because now if you just google the name of this dinosaur and you google the name of it with the world with the words jurassic world at the end or with the words jurassic world evolution at the end you get two completely different dinosaurs i mean the basis of what they are the basis looks very similar it's pretty much just that nasal horn that changes but it could be, you know, for all intents and purposes, two completely different dinosaurs. One could be, you know, the blank blank, the name of this dinosaur part one, or attempt number one, and the next could be, I don't know, attempt number two. One of them could be an older variant, one of them could be a younger variant, one of them could even, they could even be the same species, uh, just at different developmental stages in their life. But, you know, to assume that what Jurassic World Evolution gave us was the real deal is probably not true. And it, and the only reason that I would say that is because what we got on screen in Jurassic World, in the original movie, you know, was most likely what this thing actually was. Um, now, when we jump to the toys, we actually get a render of this from Hasbro's line. You know, the line that a lot of Jurassic fans don't really like. And I don't want to use the word hate because hate is a strong word. And at the end of the day, we did get some nice things out of that line. And one of the nice things that I would say that came out of that line is actually the figure of this dinosaur. Um, we, we got a figure of this dinosaur from the Hasbro line. And I think it's probably one of the best figures in the entire line. It's not 100% accurate to what we saw in the movie. It doesn't have the massive horns. I actually, actually do own this figure and it's probably one of my favorite items of the whole line. Um, because it looks so cool it's in such a cool like sort of fighting position but uh yeah we have this we have a toy of it and it also looks a little bit different in the toy but if you were to look at it in the toy for all intents and purposes you would probably assume that it was based off the nasutoceratops mixed with a stegosaurus 
So now that we know that, the toys tell us another thing, even though the horns are drastically, uh, you know, reduced, they're made way, way smaller here. You know, so now in the movie, we have a m sort of like a big horns, but they're not massive, massive, they're, they're big enough. In the video game, we have huge horns, and we have an extra horn on the nose. And then in the toy render, we have small little horns. So it makes it very confusing trying to diagnose what this actual dinosaur was and what the mixes of this dinosaur were. Now, in the game's Jurassic World, uh, the game on the phone, we have another render of it, giving it a little bit more of a different look as well. It's sort of a little beefier, but we have, you know, that stegosaurus body on the back and that Nasutoceratops head on the front again. So. At this point, we have like four different renders of this dinosaur, all giving us different looks. And then we have another one with, with when you evolve that one, which gives it a horn on its nose, which makes it even more confusing because it's now it's like, what do they want from me? What is this dinosaur? What the heck is going on? Who, who's making the marketing decisions on this thing, you know? Is this dinosaur one way or is it the other way? That's all we're asking here. <laughs> I'm sorry, it was a little bit frustrating because I was trying to get information about it in the lore and, you know, trying to understand it, but it doesn't really make too much sense. Anyways, that's sort of your appearance and way too big of an analyzation about... Is analyzation even a word? Analysis. That's what I meant to say, not analyzation. Uh, yeah, this that's your analysis on this dinosaur, its genome, what it's made up of. I hope that it makes sense because it, it it is a little weird and I do suggest googling some images of it because you'll be like, okay, why did they make these decisions? You would think they would have the branding on these things a little, a little more up to date at this point. But I digress once again, as we have to. This is the Jurassic World, Jurassic Park. This is the Jurassic Park podcast at the end of the day. It's what we do here. We go on rambles. We go on tangents. Brad does it. AJ does it. Aaron does it. Brad does it. Aaron does it, Jennifer does it, I'm going to do it too. Alright, let's talk about the behavior and diet. Uh, so we did talk about the fact that this thing was an herbivore. Um, whether or not it ate things like gastroliths, which are the giant stones that a lot of dinosaurs used to swallow to help them digest plant matter in their stomach is, you know, debatable. We don't really know. We don't really have much proof of it in the Stegosaurus or in the Triceratops that I know of. And so it's... You know, variable to even guess if it had gastroliths or not. Um, but we do know that it was definitely an herbivore. It probably wouldn't have been bred to be a carnivore because at that point you would just probably give up on life because it would be too difficult to do anything in life knowing that that thing probably was very smart, craving meat, and had all these. It would be an impenetrable force. You would not be able to do anything. Uh, so it definitely probably wasn't a carnivore. Definitely probably. Um, and we can, you know, we could assume that the nature of this thing was probably pretty docile. If it was an herbivore, it probably was a, re a little more relaxed, something that maybe was a little more handleable for the people at Jurassic World um, that might have had some hands-on in interactions with this thing. You know, it was probably something that lived in somewhat big herds. Uh, it probably lived in a herd mentality, you know, power and numbers sort of dynamic that if one of us gets attacked, we protect the other. Um, and it, it probably wasn't too much of a lone you know, existence. It probably didn't exist all by itself. Uh, other than that, you know, we'll, we'll talk about real quick about how this thing got famous. So like I mentioned, it, it's difficult to say because I think, I mean, it holds a big place in my heart, bigger than it probably should. 
I really love this thing. It's so cool. Um, and I think a lot of Jurassic fans love it as well. It's just so unique. It's something that we don't really see in the franchise all too often. Um, you know, we have hybrids in the franchise, which I should stop beating around the bush at this point. It is a hybrid dinosaur. Um, but, you know, the hybrids that we have, you know, Indominus Rex and the Indoraptor, you could, you could say whatever you want about them. But I think they're kind of... Eh. I think Ind Indominus Rex is definitely an amazing creature a lot of us love. I think the Indoraptor was a little bit of a stretch, if I had to, if I had to say. It, it's still a cool creature, but it's not it's just not that unique. It's sort of like a little Indominus Rex. It's not, it's not that crazy. This thing is wild. It's a combination of two dinosaurs that are so beloved, so coveted, two herbivores that people just love so much. Some of the most famous dinosaurs on planet Earth, the most beloved, and you combine the head of one on the body of the other and you turn it into this incredible, impenetrable force of a dinosaur. It's just a walking tank, a walking fortress. It puts the Ankylosaurus to shame, um, some would say. Right? So I think that the love for it has developed over that one render that we did get um, in Jurassic World, and it's sort of the love has developed to, to now, you know, encompass other things because now we have it in multiple video games. And, uh, you know, you can actually play around with it. You can actually see it in somewhat real life. Not really real life in the video game. But, you you know, the, the renders in Jurassic World Evolution, all the animals there look so realistic. They look so good. So, when you see it in Jurassic World Evolution, you might as well be seeing it in real life. That's how realistic that game is. <laughs> it's just so amazing. And so, I, I, do, I do highly suggest that you take a little pop on the Jurassic World Evolution if you have time and sort of play around with it. Because it is an amazing creature. Um, and we should just be so proud and happy to even have it in the franchise. I think it's just amazing. Um, yeah, I think furthermore to add about this thing is that, you know, it, the fame that came with it came off of the little information that we had. I think the hype, it's sort of the beautiful thing that happens in the Jurassic Park podcast community and in the Jurassic community in general is the, li the more little information that we get about things, the more we let our imaginations run wild. You know, when we get images leaked for, you know, Jurassic World Dominion, different things from the movie, whatever we get, you know, we just get a little bit of an inkling of something, we all get super excited and riled up. We, we want to know more, we want to know everything about it, we want to find things about it, we want to look into it, we want to research it, where to come from, what is it doing, is it still alive, where, where is it right now, what's going on with it, what interaction does it have with other characters, that's the amazing thing about this community. And so, with this dinosaur, it's no exception. The little information, the little image that we got of it, the little render that we got to see it for just a few seconds, let an entire fan base, you know, beg and scream and cry for it. We wanted more. We want to see what this thing is all about. We want to see it, and lo and behold, we got it as a toy, we got it in multiple video games, and we got it in Jurassic World Evolution, like I mentioned earlier. So, we need to really just pat ourselves on the back for being an amazing community that you know, prides itself on supporting and loving radical ideas like combining the head of one dinosaur on the body of another because as ridiculous of an idea as it is, it's still pretty cool. And I think the Jurassic franchise, Universal, did a killer job on, on this dinosaur. I think it just looks so cool. Uh, but yeah, I think overall, guys, that's probably the end of all the information. I managed to talk for 40 minutes about a dinosaur that we have one split second of footage about. So, if you don't know what it is at this point, I really am questioning your loyalty as a fan, 
But I'm not judging you because maybe you just haven't heard about it. Maybe you're just not that deep into it. So this could be a really cool time for you to sort of research it a little bit. But just don't forget, guys, we want your dino guesses. Give us a hashtag, my dino guess, at Jurassic Park Pod on Twitter. Hit us with a gif. Hit us with a picture. Let us know what you think. Do you think I'm crazy for talking about this dinosaur for 40 minutes? You could let us know all about that as well. <laughs> but it would probably be good if you guys told us what, what your dino guess was. Uh, it is currently uh, about 1 a.m. right here where I'm recording this episode from here in the Philippines. So I'm starting to go a little bit delusional with the lack of sleep that I've had. Uh, it's been a crazy time here in quarantine. You're just losing all your hours. But I just wanted to once again end this by saying please... Please, please, please just send us your dino guesses on Twitter and keep in touch on at Jurassic Park Pod uh, on Twitter. And I want to just extend a big thank you to everybody for listening. I really appreciate you guys listening to my segment here on the podcast. I love this community more than anything. You know, it really in times like this, it has been really, really nice to just be able to relax, unwind, pop on an episode of the Jurassic Park Pod and let any stress or anxieties leave my body because I'm able to just calm down and be soothed by the amazing voices of Brad and Tom and AJ and Aaron and Jay Jurassic and anybody who contributes on this podcast and Jen, of course, everybody who contributes, anybody and everybody. I'm sorry I can't name everybody. (laughs) Uh, There's a lot of contributors, but it's been really, really nice to just be able to relax and unwind and listen to everybody's voices. And I highly, highly suggest just jumping in on here and listening to the podcast. It's amazing. Uh, Brad has also been doing this amazing thing where he's been watching all the episodes or all the sh- all the Jurassic movies together with us on live stream. And personally, as a fan of Brad, of a fa- as a fan of the, of the podcast and as a contributor, it has been a highlight of my week. Um, you know, we we've already watched Jurassic Park, uh, the original. We've watched The Lost World together. Maybe by the time this is out, we will already be done with Jurassic Park 3 and maybe even Jurassic World. But uh, it's just such an amazing way to bond with the community. There's a bunch of us in there. So I highly, highly suggest you jump on the live streams. Make sure that you keep an eye out on when Brad announces the next one because they're so much freaking fun. They are honestly the best. They have been highlights of my week here in quarantine. Just being able to hop on there, engage with everybody, crack some jokes, and listen to Brad's insane commentary. And whenever Brad tries to make the sound of a dinosaur, it is just really Really fun and hilarious. I highly suggest joining just so you don't miss that. <laughs> All right, guys. Anyways, that's been my time. If you want to know where you can find me, you can find me on Twitter at Traveling Clat. On YouTube, you can find me at The Traveling Clat or the Dinosaur Channel, which I highly recommend you check out for you Jurassic Park lovers because all I do is talk about dinosaurs and it's awesome. And uh, I'm just really trying to build that channel up. So if you guys want to support me on there, it would be fantastic. I would love having some of you Jurassic fans there. And of course, on Instagram, you can find me as well. Uh, I actually have a Jurassic Park Instagram account where I post my screenshots and photography from Jurassic World Evolution. I hop on there every once in a while and take some photography pictures. So if you want to follow me on there, it's at Jurassic Safari Tour. Um, And you can hop on in there and even submit some pictures yourself if you want me to post, repost some of your pictures from Jurassic World Evolution. It's just the best game ever. I love it. And I can get lost in there for hours. So, anyways, that's my time. I hope I wasn't too annoying and I hope that you guys enjoy this. And hopefully we will have another episode of Guess That Dino, the game show, coming out soon. And hopefully it won't be a year until the next episode comes out. (laughs) Alright guys, you guys are fantastic. You're the best. Keep awesome. Stay safe, stay Jurassic, and we'll see you in the next one. Goodbye.
Thank you so much for listening to the 230th episode of the Jurassic Park podcast. Thank you so much to Tal for another stellar segment. I really love this segment. I love every, you know, the way he puts this thing together. Um, He is always an engaging uh, contributor here. And if you watch his stuff over on YouTube, you can definitely tell he's a very engaging person. So I love this segment so much. And I I got a kick out of the uh, the ending there when he described our watch parties and how ridiculous they get. So, um, yeah, and I hope you're doing good out there, man. I, I wish you all the best. And, and to anybody else that's kind of in a similar situation, just stuck um, in a certain place, maybe you're not familiar with that place, um, it means a lot, Tal, that you, uh, you know, take your time to, to make a segment like this for not only for the show, but for... All of our listeners out there, it really means a lot that you're taking your time out in the Philippines, doing your thing, recording these episodes. And it sounds great. You're doing such a great job. I'm so thrilled. So thank you so much, dude. Uh, it means it means a lot. So thank you. Also, do not forget about the Jurassic World Watch Party. If you are listening to this on the release day, Monday, April 20th, come join us for our Jurassic World Watch Party over on our YouTube channel at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Look that up if you're in a different place. Tall has been there every time, as he said, and uh, I think he said it was like 11 a.m. or something like that, so that's that's awesome. You know, you could be wherever and join us, and it's awesome. I know our UK fans are kind of itching for, um, or not fans, but our, our UK listeners are itching for um, an opportunity to join in, but it's kind of, uh, it just it's just a rough time. Like, 9 p.m. is usually the only time that I can really sit down for a live stream, and that's when I do all of my live streams usually. So, um, yeah, so that's just the best one that works for me. We're looking into some possibilities to do some UK live uh, watch-throughs, so go uh, follow us on social media. Keep your eyes peeled for when stuff like that is announced. But, uh, yeah, go check out Jurassic World t- tonight with us. If you're, if you're already past Monday, just go rewatch it. You can go grab your DVD anytime and check out that movie with us over on YouTube. So thank you so much. I hope everybody out there is staying safe and staying Jurassic, of course, but mostly staying safe. Keep your family safe. Keep everybody around you safe, whoever that may be. Um, enjoy your time. You know, you're, you're home. You're you're with your families. It might not be the most ideal condition, but um, whoever you're with, if you're alone, I, I, I appreciate you taking the time to listen. This means a lot. So join us. Have fun. I love you all. Stay safe, and we'll see you next week. Saddle up. Let's get this movable feast underway. Please give us a follow on Twitter, at Jurassic Park Pod. And myself, at Brad Jost. Also on Facebook and Instagram, at Jurassic Park Podcast. Don't forget to join the Jurassic Park Podcast group on Facebook. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, our website, or wherever else podcasts are found. So please be sure to subscribe. Also, don't miss our toy hunts and reviews, in-depth bonus content, live streams, gameplay, events and theme park coverage, and so much more on our YouTube channel. If you haven't already, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We will read your reviews at the end of every episode, so please be sure to spare no expense. Don't miss us on the web at JurassicParkPodcast.com, where you'll find today's episode show notes, wonderful articles, bios from our contributors, and so much more. If you want to get a hold of us, you can fill out the contact form on our website or email us. 
JurassicParkPod at gmail.com. We're always looking for new segments, contributors, mailbag submissions, or anybody who just wants to say hello. Feel free to call our voicemail line at any time to leave us a message. That number is 732-825-7763. Thanks for listening, and enjoy. Five minutes. Drop what you're doing and leave now.